Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the edge of every day here on talkradio.nyc. Tonight, we are live in the hive with best-selling author and art of change expert, Pamela Thompson, for our 54th episode entitled Embracing the Edge of Change. For those of you who have become loyal listeners here on the Edge of Every Day, thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me and my guests. Our numbers are growing, and I have you to thank. I couldn't do it without you. Please continue to share this podcast with friends and family and take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to The Edge. If you like what you hear tonight and you want to check out my past episodes with my inspiring guests, you can find them on talkradio.nyc, on your favorite podcast platforms, and on my YouTube channel. Again, that's Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. This show is about pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we are resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both about ourselves and about the world around us. Listen, we live in edgy, tumultuous times, and people are complex. The more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this week, Pamela Thompson is a certified life and business coach, professional facilitator trained in conflict resolution, and a global health and health promotion expert with a bachelor's in nursing and a master's in science. She has created two successful process management consulting businesses since the early 1990s and is currently president of Creative Life Coaching and Consulting. Pamela has experienced many transitions throughout her life, including living and working on five continents, separation and divorce, burnout, and finding the love of her life. She is passionate about sharing her insights, stories, and actionable strategies on how to navigate change, lead in uncertain times, and thrive in life and work globally through experiential workshops, speaking, and writing. She is the author of the number one best-selling book, Learning to Dance with Life, a guide for high-achieving women, and her recent international bestseller, The Exploits of Minerva, Reflections of a 60-something Woman. Pamela is committed to making a difference and is the president and founder of the national member-based nonprofit Female Wave of Change Canada. Pamela Thompson, welcome to the Edge of Every Day. Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm excited and honored to be here. Oh, well, I'm honored that you agreed to come on. As I was telling Pamela while we were pre-chatting before coming on, I have had just a glorious time researching her. And, you know, Pamela, I... Listen, folks, this woman is a badass. I mean, there's nothing 
what I just read is like the tip of the iceberg, getting a, a juicy CV. I mean, we could, I'd be here all night reading her CV. <laughs> she uh, is quite accomplished. So again, I thank you for being on the show. Thank you. So I love to tell everyone listening in how I know my guests. And I met Pamela through a friend of mine, someone I met doing this podcast, uh, Jennifer Kaufman. You may recall her she her show about the trauma and the the growth that she made through being uh, present during the Boston Marathon bombings. Yeah, so Jennifer and I have become good friends, Pamela, and she wrote to me and said, you have to have Pamela Thompson on your show. And so I looked at your website and I was like, I, I do, I do. And uh, then I attended your wonderful book launch for the exploits of Minerva and got to hear all about it. And I'm so excited for you to be sharing with our guests about that. That was a wonderful book launch. Well, thank you. It was fun. I love yeah. co-creating and, and, you know, implementing events. That's one of my sweet spots. I love doing that. Ooh, love that. Yeah, I do too. And, and I think those online book launch launches are key for new books. I have found that the people that are doing that are really getting good, you know, with the timing of getting it into, you know, getting, driving people into purchasing your book in a certain window. It's really a great thing. So if you're listening in folks about ready to write a book or have a book, pay attention to the wisdom of Pamela Thompson about all of that. Well, thank you much. <laughs> So, which we'll get into a little later, but I want to, I want to focus in a little on, on, on cha change, my jam, your jam. Um, <laughs> but before I do, I have a question I love to ask um, my guests. Uh, it was asked of me and I heard it on a podcast too, and I just loved it. And there's so many directions you can go in asking this, but particularly you, but so all of my guests do a plethora of things. They wear so many different hats and they're so accomplished in so many directions. And as we really navigate our understandings of what identity even means in today's world, what identity do you lead with in your life, Pamela? Ooh, that's a really good question. What identity do I lead within my life? Well, because I wear two hats, I probably have two identities. That I lead. <laughs> if I'm speaking on leadership, because, you know, I'll, I'll speak a little bit more later about female wave of change and female wave of change Canada. That's all about feminine leadership. So I lead as an authentic feminine leader, heart centered, collaborative, inclusive, I hope, um, mm. you know, in that way. Um, I guess when I think about it, um, those feminine leadership qualities, I, I probably lead with, or I would hope to lead with yeah. in all of my life. So I probably lead with those feminine leadership qualities that men can have as well. Just, Absolutely. just, just saying, yeah. uh, but, but a lot of time, yeah, they have not been the qualities that a lot of our organizations and systems have been based on. And oh, so yeah. now they're coming to coming to the fore, right? And so, yeah, I guess that that's how I lead, or I like to think that I lead from a heart-centered place, compassionate, um, from a place of understanding, from a place of emotional intelligence. Yes. And yeah. And, and that's trying. absolutely how I see you. And it embraces all of the work that you do. You are just a heart-centered uh, change maker. Well, thank you. Yeah. And a change embracer. And, you know, when I was asked that, I I, I, at the time I said, probably comedian, I lead with the comedian in me, but honestly, I, I, as you just distilled into that, I, as I was talking, I went, no, I think I lead as an edge walker, as somebody who walks the edges and leads with being a change maker. So I think it's the same for me. So I loved your answer. I loved watching you get down to it. So <laughs> I, that's my what I love about that question. So, and speaking of change, you know, we talk a lot. I talk a lot, and we talk a lot on the edge of every day about our fear of change, and because that's you know second to the edge of grief and the edge of death. That's pr probably the biggest edge that we all navigate is our fear of change. Um, 
So why is embracing why is embracing change so important, Pamela? Well, it's important for a number of reasons, Sandra. When we don't embrace it, I'll start with the other side. When we resist change, yeah. it has negative impacts on our bodies, our minds, our relationships, our businesses, our work, and our bottom line, right? And so, yeah, and so why is it important to embrace it? Because if you embrace it, you can enjoy the journey and you can see it through a new le a different lens. And mm -hmm. instead of reacting, and, and I, I like to slip in here that physiologically, we're all hardwired to fear change. It's very normal because our amygdala, that part of our brain is all constantly searching the environment for things that are different and things that potentially would be a, a threat. And then it causes our body to release stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, epinephrine, things that hormones that typically put it into fight, flight, or freeze. Mm. And in all of these these situations we can't make really good decisions right right and so what we want to do ideally is learn to move quickly through that process mm. and embrace change and wow. see it as the opportunity and see the silver linings uh, in change. Oh, yeah. well that and that is just the perfect overarching umbrella for everything that we're going to talk about today um but i you know you just said we're all hardwired for and our amygdala um you know connects with the fight flight but you know i i have to say over the course of probably since you know the last 60 years with the insanity on the political scene i have wondered if there is a certain type of person who's hardwired to you know when i talk about politically hardwired to for sameness and lack of diversity but in this case it's also are there is there a certain person who might be more wired to embrace change in maybe more so i'm sure there's a spectrum and mm -hmm. i always think of people there's a spectrum but but when was the moment that you personally connected to understanding that you were down with change, that you liked change. I mean, I, I, not that I want to speak for you. I'm assuming that you embrace change well. I've heard in some of the things I've listened that you get bored really easy, which I can so relate to. <laughs> um, you know, and, but I had my aha moment like, oh, you're really okay with change more so than the average person. When was that moment for you? Well, that's, that's a, I have to dig deep for that when I'm, a bunch of things are coming up. Um, I, I guess when it really came to the fore is when I launched my first coaching business in 2009, I had a business coach, right? Mm. And, um, and I, and I had a net initially, I wasn't sure I had a very broad mandate or target market I was focusing on. And she said, Pam, do you think you know anything about life transitions? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, th I think so. And then I reflected on my life and I thought, oh my goodness sakes. So I thought, yeah, I know something about this. So then, I, then, so that was probably the moment when it really hit me between the eyes, so to speak, Sandra. And I'm like, yes, I do. And uh, then there was another moment more recently uh, when I realized that many of the changes that I, that had happened in my life, I had initiated. And it's quite different when, we, when you initiate a change that it was out, out, of, out of the blue is, and, and is imposed on you. And so when I reflected on that, and then we were in a situation where my partner, he was headhunted off LinkedIn and we had this amazing house in the beautiful Okanagan Valley in, in BC, which is wine country. We could see the oh, lake. We could walk the three vineyards from our house, and he got headhunted to come to Victoria. And it was like it was an incredible op opportunity for him, right? Yeah. And so it's like he went along, and I sort of said, "Well, I, I need to give myself some time here." And then I put our place on LinkedIn for, or not on LinkedIn, on Airbnb for the summer, 
came to Victoria and realized I could live here. But it took me at least six months to really get into it because I really, so it was really an eye opener and an awakening moment to realize how much of the change in my life had been self-initiated and how different it is when it isn't. Yes. That's fascinating. Yeah. And, and it, so, you know, we've got to go to break, but of course my mind goes to, is there, who, it, who are the people that love to self-initiate change and who, you know, versus I don't want to initiate change. I want things to say, stay the same, but, but we're not going to answer that. We're going to leave that hanging in the air. When we come back after our break, I want to ask you, you talked about trans, life transitions and that was your aha moment. And I love you just, I just got your newsletter and, um, or no, I read something in your blog about what is the difference between life transition and life change. And I love the clarity that you offered in that. And I want to start with that when we come back after our break, and then we're going to move into some more questions around change. And then we're going to dive into the exploits of Minerva when we come back with Pamela Thompson on the edge of everyday. Stay tuned. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. So let's dive into what is the difference between a life transition and life change? Well, I like to, and I, I, uh, I'm paraphrasing um, an organizational theorist called William Bridges, and sadly he's passed, but based on over 30 years of work with people and organizations, he identified this difference. And, and what he said was that a life change is something external and situational, something that you can see like a pink slip or a separation agreement, whereas a transition is something internal and psychological. Yes. It's the internal psychological work that we do to reorient and readjust ourselves to a new situation and our new external reality. Yeah. And what happens is, if I may, a lot of people do the life change, but they don't do the transition. So they keep Sandra repeating the same patterns in their lives often and remaining unhappy and unfulfilled. And, and, and ultimately not seeing the, the ultimate gift in the, what change brings into our lives. If we are capable of coming to a mental place where we, we, yeah, we, yeah, change can suck 
a lot of times the the one the change that's imposed on us but but if we can embrace it from the standpoint of i know that there's a silver lining here somewhere if i'm willing to stay present to it and willing to work with this be uncomfortable and work with this scenario totally yeah so you know i just want to dive right into to the exploits of minerva and all my questions around change can come through talking about minerva so because i just love that name so so who is minerva and what is she teaching us about change how did you connect with her (laughs) well minerva is sensitive and playful And she believes that life is an adventure to be lived to the fullest. And that's basically been her mantra. And Minerva, as you may know, Sandra, is she was the most revered Roman goddess. And she has her knowledge and wisdom. And she often is seen with her sacred owl Owl. shoulder. And in my book. Just like Athena, folks, for those of you who have seen The Edge of Every Day, the solo show. And so, and she, and, and the Minerva in my book as well does have an owl on one of her shoulders, just so you oh, know. Wow. I love this. <laughs> well, this makes me, I have to come clean folks. I have not read the book, but I'm going to read the book for certain, you know, I will get to it, but I've read all about the book. So, but I will get to it. So I'm thrilled to know that she has an owl on. Yeah. So the other part of your question, can you repeat it again? You asked oh. I always love to go and digress and go out on limbs. So I said, um, what can she teach us about change and how did you connect with her? Okay. Well, how I connected with her is over 25 years ago, about 25 years ago, I was riding on a bike trail in Ottawa where I used to live and her essence came to me. And I I was so busy. I had a busy life. I had kids who were like teenagers. I was starting my first consulting business. I didn't have time to write about Minerva, right? And so I pushed her down, if you will, or pushed her away. So you were weird. You weren't. You weren't kind of freaked out that this this entity and this (laughs) essence was speaking to you. I mean, you don't strike me as you would be, but but I wouldn't be. I would be. I would be celebrating. Anyway, she came to me. And I, and I sort of put her away. And then about three years ago, I'm going to say, she came back and said, you need to write about me. So initially I was going to write a fiction. I was going to write a novel. That's what I set out today to do. Right. And then I realized, and I realized that I have, well, I have a lot of experience with transitions and there was this woman, I was new to Victoria and I joined a newcomers club Mm. and I met this woman and she had recently been widowed and she was amazing. She was in her early sixties and she said, Pam, I came here six months after, you know, we retired. We moved from one coast to the other coast in Canada within six weeks, six months of coming here. The love of my life died. I met him when I was 20. I married him when I was 22. And she said, no one talks about that. They don't, you, you, you're a widow and you just get put over there. You're kind of invisible. No one asks you what it's like. No one, no one tells, you know, like no one prepares you for it. Mm. And I thought, oh my God, I need to, it. It's really important to, to get these sort of, you know, stories out. And yeah. so anyway, I did interview her and asked her and, and she was very instrumental in identifying friends and friends of friends to interview. So then I created composite characters based on these women's stories of, burnout separation and divorce aging losing the love of your life finding the love of your life and obviously i added some of my own as well yeah. but it was really really in, really fun to write and my intention in doing it was to really help people to understand what they were going through if they were going through something similar so that they wouldn't feel alone also to help other people men as well as women women understand other women in their lives and different things that were happening right mm-hmm. And so really, I'm all about promoting understanding because I, what I believe is, is when we understand each other, then there's way less conflict in the world. There's way more balance and peace. And yeah, so, so through this novel, because it's not a novel, it's really 
part self-help book, part part memoirs. Well, but as, also, I heard the phrase creative nonfiction. Yes, which it I is really loved. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't set out to write creative nonfiction, <laughs> but the editor <laughs> and the review person who reviewed my book uh, at the publisher sent back this this all this stuff, and I'm like talking to my my publication coordinator and saying well did she not read the genre and then i'm telling her about the book she hadn't read it that was not her role to read the manuscript mm. but she said pam i think it's creative nonfiction." and i thought i didn't even know what that was Sandra. so i got off the call and i'm really i'm like oh my goodness it's creative nonfiction because it has a story it has a hook it has a storyline to draw you in and at the end of the day people often i think learn more or engage more with stories than they do with oh my. straight nonfiction, right? Yeah. Oh, and this is the, po the power of, as an actor, a storyteller, the, the, the transformational power of storytelling. I loved that this is the, the way that you chose to weave these lessons around um, transitions and change. It, it is very powerful and people can really see themselves in these stories. And, and so how did you, how did you weave in some, you know, if you can give us an example, uh, another one of, uh, you just gave that beautiful one about the woman who, who lost her husband um, in her 60s. I mean, that's really young um, that she's known her whole life. What are some other ways that you wove in strategies to stay present with change, with life transitions in this? I mean, the, the realness, the being with women, expand a, a little bit on how you wove some of those strategies into this powerful storytelling. Well, um, the context I set for this for this book is six women who have been supporting each other through a variety of life, life transitions for over 20 years in a women's circle. Mm -hmm. Now, Sandra, I am in a women's circle, and I've only been in it for almost four years now. So I understand the context, right? So that that's the context I decided to use. Um, and then we have experiential exercises. A different person facilitates every night, and sometimes we bring a, 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 an exercise, something that we've used with our own clients, because, you know, some coaches, clinical psychologists, whatever. There's a variety of different types of folks in this women's circle. So for me, what I did is, and it's interesting because I just shared some of this in an experiential last week. I, I shared part of my Art of Change framework in one, uh, one of the, the chapters of the book. And so, you know, I set the stage being in the women's circle and having, you know, people talking about change. Do you embrace it or resist it? And the first step in my five-step art of change work is art of change framework is shine the light. Mm -hmm. And that is when you explore how you respond to change and why. So what I did is I put it in the book. I said, okay, and one of those things is rate yourself on a scale from one to 10 in terms of how you typically respond to change. One being scares me to death, 10 being I thrive on it. Yeah. Don't think about it too much, right? <laughs> and then I said, okay, now think about another change um, that comes out, out of you, out of the blue and is imposed on you. How would you respond to it? Mm. And nine times out of 10, Leaders and change makers write the, rate themselves nine or 10 on the first scale and five or six on the second one. No surprise. Get it. Yeah. So anyway, so that's one way where I did incorporate, incorporate some of my own work and some of the tools into the book. I love it. Well, and I, I love that the notion that they're like all things, there's a, a spectrum to understanding your resistance. So if there's a spectrum, this means that there's always ways that you can keep growing and, and learning how to embrace change, um, which circles back to my, my question, is there a person that is wired to embrace change a little bit more than someone else? But, and those, those people who might not be wired know that they can, you know, continually expand 
they're, once they see how they're resisting change, then, then once you see it, you can then make some choices as to how you move through it. Um, and of course, we will ask you when we come back after the break, what, what are some of those, those strategies? Um, when we come back after the break, we're also going to dive into your female wave of change organization. I'm, I was very excited to read about that. So folks, when we come back, with Pamela Thompson on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Thompson, change maker extraordinaire. So before we dive into this um, organization, uh, I want to make sure that we touch on these skills. Um, now that we've talked about ways people are, are, are resistant to change, some of the skills for personal or relational or even structural or organizational um, change. But I think, you know, there's a, a set of things that people can be working on that works both personally and within a work situation. Um, so what are some of those skills that you highlight in, in your work, in your workshops and in, with your clients that, that are helpful um, with embracing change? Okay, that's a complex question. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the skills? Well, one of them is helping people to get out of their heads and into their bodies. Yes. Because Love change that. is not, well, we don't do it all in our heads. And if we do, we don't really do it. And yeah, so that's the whole point. And so my, I've studied mindfulness and as you probably have too. And so, you know, walk, mindfulness, walking, meditation, doing body scanning before you get out of bed in the morning, really getting a handle on you know, on getting into your body and noticing if you have pain or resistance and where it is, yeah. having massages regularly, um, being in nature where you can get rid of the noise, you know, in your environment and just really be right rather than do, do, doing. So it's partly learning more to be, be present. These are some. The other thing is having, having a process to help you to apply to any change, whether it be personal or professional. So my art of change framework, if I may, I'll just briefly yeah, yeah, yeah. share that it, it has these five steps. And um, as you move through the ste steps, you learn how do you respond to change and why, which I shared before the break. And then you also learn um, about a typical transition 
and what happens with each transition. And each transition has an ending, a neutral zone, and a new beginning. Mm -hmm. And there's work associated with each of these, as I mentioned before. And so the work of the ending, the end of the job, the end of a relationship, um, the, the end of living in one place and moving to another is letting go relationship, letting go of anger, letting go of your status as a couple, letting go of could be your, your financial security, for example. And I've also added to William Bridges' work, identifying lessons learned. If you were in a relationship and the person wasn't a very good communicator, well, the next time around, you want a really good communicator, perhaps, right? Yeah. For example, right? Yeah, if you've gone real after, about, yeah. I yeah, if, you, if you've gone, you know, gone after positions for the money and then you end up getting bored after two or three years, well, maybe you need to then look at your passions and choose something related to your passions. Yeah, and cultivate just... cultivate the courage to step into that. As <laughs> totally. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So the ending the work, letting go, and and identifying lessons learned, and then the work of that neutral zone, which is the scariest place. It's also the opportunity to be creative. Is that you get clear and you envision that relationship, that career, that life of your dreams, right? Kind of like COVID did for us. <laughs> totally, it did. Totally, it did. <laughs> And then the next one is the new beginning where you take action, what you envision in, in the middle, middle phase there. Oh, and so, that. yeah, and, and this works one-on-one -on -one with clients. I do, I do it one-on-one -on -one with coaching clients. It also works with groups yeah, and it yeah. works with leaders in their teams, particularly before, or they're just starting on, on a, a change process, because what it does is it enables people to identify how they typically respond to change and then rumble, as Brenny Brown would say, rumble about it. Yes. And it's not about if I'm a nine or a 10 and you're a five, then I'm better than you. It's about, okay, opening up the opportunity to discuss how can we support you when you go through this change? Because you will probably need more support than we will, or I will, because I love change. It's not right. your jam, but it's my jam. So how can we support you? And you open up that rather than pulling people kicking and screaming screaming and you're wondering why they're so angry well because it really bothers them it's really hard for them right yeah just learning to be really curious about each other and present to one another and empathetic and compassionate you know all of those things this is a perfect perfect seg into feminine wave of change because women are so <laughs> brill at that that's feminine leadership thank you um, <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm going to let you answer that, but uh, <laughs> that, that would be my my understanding. So tell us about this. What's the name of it? Where is the, the fe female wave of change organization that you are a part of? It's a global organization. I'll let you take, take it away. Yes, it is. Sandra, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. It's an organization that was founded by a woman called Ingen Bull in the Netherlands about six years ago. And she had been in management and leadership, her background's in engineering, and realized that many times she was sent on leadership and management training, there wasn't anything related to her role as a woman. And, you know, she left in her early 40s, she left corporate, and she, she did international consulting, and she realized, anyway, so she did it, did a lot of work around the world, and then came back, and then she was in the Netherlands and was asked to coordinate a conference, so she got the idea that she wanted women to reshape the future and accelerate change for a better world. And so in order to get this workshop or this, this conference off the ground, she founded a foundation called Female Wave of Change. Perfect. Anyway, so that's how it happened initially. And she changed her profile on LinkedIn. And within a very short space of time, these women from all over the world got in touch and said, this is amazing. How can we be part of this? So anyway, I met Ingrun on LinkedIn in 2018, and we had a Skype call. That was kind of more the thing than Zoom then. Right. And we realized we had a lot in common, so we kept on each other's radar. And I had a radio show in 2019 called The Art of Change. Where oh, I fabulous. I interviewed inspiring women leaders and change makers from around the world. And of course, I interviewed Ingen, and I was just amazed in a year. She had grown organically, her organization. It was in 20 countries. Anyway, we stayed on each other's radar. And in just before, COVID hit, she got in touch with me and she said, we knew it, need a new ambassador for British Columbia. Do you know anybody? <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway, so it ended up, she interviewed me, long and short, she interviewed me with one of her board members and at the end of the interview saying, Pam, we'd like 
like you to be ambassador for Canada, a female wave of change. And I said, you mean BC, don't you? British Columbia? No, 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 Canada. So I said, well, I have to think about that one. Anyway, <laughs> so I officially joined like March 20th at 20, you know, just after COVID hit. And one of one of what one of the the key, well, I meant to build the community in Canada. And they also, I was committed to creating a legal entity. So after doing some research and getting support for research, I founded Female Wave of Change Canada as a national nonprofit in December of 2020. And so we had our first, we have monthly meetings with featured guests that I co-create or one of my board members co-creates with the featured guests. Very um, which engaging. Um, I love facilitating. And so I like to make interact, design interactive events. Uh, we have collective wisdom circles where women get together uh, around a topic, topic of interest, like dealing with change and uncertainty for an hour and a half every month. And there's a different facilitator each month. We have five pillars where we develop initiatives, economy, education, environment, health and humanity. And uh, a group of us um, helped created myself and five other uh, group members co-created the Becoming a Mother Earth Ambassador Project, which is a project, an experiential outdoor education program for girls ages 9 to 12, to teach them about the mother tree, mother earth, and how to become ambassadors in their homeschools and communities. Oh and my gosh, brilliant. We're just moving into hopefully piloting that. So we are looking for sponsors to support us. We don't we don't earn any money from the parent. We It's all a labor of love, this work that I do with the Way of Change. Uh, but this is something that we've developed and we have <clears throat> developed a, an amazing curriculum with the support of a curriculum development consultant. We just finished that off on December 15th and wow. we're planning to pilot it, the program, with a small group of girls from April to June, evaluate the pilot and then with partners roll it out across Canada, across North America and beyond. Yeah. Because this wow, is exactly. needed for girls. And it also in integrates these leadership, feminine leadership qualities, because we liken the mother tree in the forest. Yes, to, because, yes. you know, they, they, they're all about building community, being compassionate. If one tree is dying. Communication. Say, oh, oh, you threw the mycelium. Yes. Oh yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So whoever's out there listening. Uh, that knows of sponsorship for this <laughs> clarion call to to uh, be in touch with Pamela Thompson. Uh, so, uh, and we will uh, of course give all of your contact information in the show notes. But what is the website for Female Wave of Change Canada? It is fwocanada.com. Great, thank great, you for great. asking. Absolutely. Um, so. I noticed that nothing's really happening in the United States with this organization. You're right. Not a lot. Not a lot. There was, there was someone in, it wasn't, they never had one for the whole state because that's really, really big. Right. No different for you. <laughs> well, you've got a larger population base. We have we a geographical course, base. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we yeah. have very, we have a bunch of different countries in this <laughs> there was a woman in New York for a while, but then she really had to pay attention to her family and her business. So there's not a lot of states, no, that have, uh, yeah, that are part of this. It's more European countries and African countries, Amen. South Africa, Namibia, like, and we also have a leadership development program called Women Leading and Change. And I'm on the faculty. I'm honored to be on the faculty. And it's a virtual leadership development program that is run out of Female Wave of Change Global. And um, there's faculty from all over the world and students from all over the world. So it's quite amazing. Wow, wow, wow. There's so many folks listening in, so many glorious ways to understand the art of change here on our planet. We have to go to break. When we come back with Pamela, I want to, of course, we're going to find out what's next for her and maybe we'll ask her some fun questions, get a little bit more information on, uh, on a couple of her other books. She says she has one other book, but she actually has two other books other than the exploits of Minerva. She is, well, I'm not going to ramble on about it one second longer. I'm going to go to break and then we're going to open up with that when we come back 
On the Edge of Every Day with Pamela Thompson. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never back with Pamela Thompson. So I definitely want to touch on uh, quickly your other two books. Um, You are a contributing author to Hot Women Rock with uh, that was put together by Pat Duckworth, who used to have a show here on talkradio.nyc. So what's the name of the chapter that you have in that? Oh, you know what? I can't even remember. Something. Oh, it's all good because the reason I'm asking is I remember it. It relates to learning to dance with life. It, it was something like your dancing book. with life. Something. Yeah. yeah which, I and I remember. love that. I love learning to dance with life. I love that idea. I love the 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 metaphor, uh, the creative metaphor of of how you relate to creating your life. Thank you. Yeah. And so uh, assuming just quickly, that book is about. Are you talking about Hot Women Rock? No, I'm talking about Learning to Dance with Life. Learning to Dance with Life. Life, It came out of me burning out after being in Afghanistan for 13 months. (laughs) See, see, folks, this is why we need more than one hour. I mean, come on. She just drops that in the last quarter. (laughs) And then working for a nonprofit for a year doing the work of too many people at the same time (laughs) anyway um yes it came out of that and it had i introduced the concept of what i call creative living um the conscious cultivation of improved health happiness fulfillment and inner peace in your life and there are seven keys to creative living the first one being listen to and trust in your body's wisdom and then there's a number of practical strategies woven throughout when I was writing the book, Sandra, I also was facilitating a virtual group coaching program called Staying Healthy in Body, Mind, and Spirit While Living Your Passion. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the exercises and questions from that group coaching program are woven through the book. There's also a workbook that goes goes with it or a playbook, whatever you want to yeah. say. I like so playbook. Keep, keep everything uh, in the same place if you want to for your journaling and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I also interviewed women from three different continents who I perceived were high achieving women and to validate attributes of high achieving women. So the first bit of the book talks about the attributes of high achieving women and you get to check off how many of them you have and you don't have to have them all. Most people have five, but the big ones are being more, you need to do more than be and give more than be. If you do more than be and give more than receive and you're very 
hard on yourself, you tend to maybe have perfectionistic tendencies. These are the ones that sort of came up most. And so anyway, so a lot of people aren't, aren't, you know, they don't have their own businesses. They're not the Hillary Clintons of the world, but they, they really have a lot of these qualities. So when you look at those, that list, you might be surprised yeah. anyway, but it, it really is an opportunity for people to, um, there, there's just so much stress and we tried and worked so hard. And many of us were raised from families where you kept the goal. My dad is like, used to say, Pam, you know, you can do more, one more, you know, one more length between the docks at the cottage. You can do it, Pam, one more, right? Yeah. Which is beautiful. And it means uh -huh. that you feel like you always have to keep striving. So yeah. it's a journey, right? And so this is a real journey meant to support women to have more balance in their life. Oh my and God. dance, learn to dance with life. Yeah, no, I totally. And, and this, uh, it, the, the, the weaving together of all of your work and how it just supports the, the birthing of the new feminine leadership, the birthing of the divine feminine in a more balanced way for women to be stepping forward into um, a more powerful understanding of balance for themselves and setting down, you know, with all the DI and DEI work we're doing, women, white women setting down their perfectionism and, and just so much the, the timeliness and beauty of all your work, the culmination of it is just extraordinary. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you get It's wonderful that you get it. I'm not sure everyone does. So thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, and I also, it, it, the, the creative, again, back to the creative metaphor. I really love that because, and I, it, how it lines up with change as a creative process. I love that you are very uh, forthright in that on your website, in the understanding that, yeah, life is creative. Uh, our, our internal work is also creative and that, that, that there's a real emphasis on that. Okay. So we're, I'm going to start letting every, helping everyone to know again, where they can find you talking about what, what you offer on your website, your, your speaking engagements, your workshops, your one-on-one -on -one client work, um, your three books, the, the, the recent one, Exploits of Minerva, all of that, you can find links to places where you can purchase the books and information about all of that on your website, which is Pamela. Pamela-thompson.com. Yeah, or Pamela Dash. Yeah, Thompson, and it's it's the wet one in Scotland. They say, "Are you wet or a dry Thompson?" It's the one with the P, Thompson. <laughs> That's cute. Very cute. I'm gonna steal that Pamela. Um, and then, then female wave of change. We gave that. That will be in the notes. Um, so uh Minerva just came out so it might be insane for me to ask you uh, I mean we don't have a ton of time but but what what are your hopes for this book and what's next for you well I'm ho I'm hopeful this book will sell millions of copies that's what I'm hopeful yeah, thank you all right boom right to <laughs> it and sorry, what's your next question? And what's, what, do you, do you have a plan for what's next for you? Um, like a, a next project or what's percolating for yeah. you? What, what edges are you navigating right now? What, what, well, funny you should ask. <laughs> My next project is going to be a historical fiction novel with the backdrop of Afghanistan. Oh my. So that, that's it. And I also have designed a group coaching program related to women midlife and beyond reinventing themselves. I'm just, I haven't, it's sort of in the background because I really want to focus on creating, doing this book mm. and promoting the books that I have. Yes. Um, however, that is also something that I have created and I, I, I feel there's a need for it. Yeah. And all um, this to say, I did say a million copies, but the main reason is I feel the messages in, in, in my books are really relevant to, to women as well as men. And we need to talk about these things. So the other thing I'm going to put on my website soon 
or have my assistant do is um, some book club questions, because I feel like this, The Exploits of Minerva is an excellent book for book clubs to get women to talk about things they normally don't talk about, right? I thought that, yes, I thought that doing my online reading about it, that it would make a fantastic book club. Yeah, book. Do you, is there um, maybe a, a workbook that you might create to go with it ultimately someday? Add it to your list of things I'll create in, in, in when I get a spare moment. <laughs> Do you mean a workbook to go with the exploits of Minerva? Is that what yeah. you're I haven't even thought about that, but you've planted a seed. So yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, even, you know, like a journal to go with it. Something yeah. to, you know, to sort of guide people out in book clubs. Yeah. An idea, as we say here in New York. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, I'll calculate on that. <laughs> well, we have come to the end of our show. And so, uh, Pamela, I, I, I thank you so much for sharing your astounding work, your commitment to uplifting people, women in particular, but all people around the globe. Thank you for spending an hour with me and our listeners. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I've totally enjoyed it. And I, I really appreciate you sharing with your audience my stories, but also my gifts and the organizations that I'm involved in. Oh, a complete and deep pleasure. So before I say goodbye to my listeners, do you have one last nugget of anything you want to leave with our listeners? Life is an adventure to be lived to the fullest. Mm. If you believe that, the world is your oyster and you will do things beyond your wildest dreams. Amen. Beautifully said, Pamela. Thank you. And for those of you who are listening in, thank you for spending this hour with us. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. See you next week. Thank you. This is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is our business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? 
or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 